So we are Congress at St. Martin's. Um, and so, yeah, we'll be asking you some questions. Yeah. So who are you and what do you do? Um, my name is Bryony Kimmings. I'm a performance artist, which kind of means that I make theatre, but from my own point of view. So kind of autobiographically, so my own life. I'm also a comedian. I call myself a comedian. Sometimes I call myself a theatre maker. Um, uh, what I do specifically is I go out into the world and do extraordinary things, provoke extraordinary things in people, and then I make shows about it. So, like, I've tried to become a pop star before. I've spent a long time in a, um, in a closed environment with some scientists drinking alcohol before. I've done lots of things like that. So I go and do something real, and then I write a show about it because I think other people will be fascinated by the things that I'm fascinated by. What was your first job? Whoa. I used to work in a fish and chip shop um, on my estate. Do you have estates here? Like big housing blocks? We call them estates. Um, so in estates, typically in kind of in England, you'll have like a chip shop, a pub, a shop that sells sweets, and like maybe a couple of other things. So all the kids on my estate worked in those shops. I think I was 14. I used to smell so bad. And I just wrap the chips up. And did you enjoy the job? It was fun because I got free food. That's always good, free stuff. Um, the uniform was pretty cool. And all my mates worked there. And what was your weirdest job? My weirdest job? Oh, my God, I've had so many jobs. I used to work in a, in a hotel at night. I probably saw the weirdest things then. So like I'd, I'd work on the bar and it would stay open all night, but often no one really was around. But, but people get up to weird things in hotels, so there'd always be something going on, like people running around or we'd watch secret films in like secret rooms and stuff. That was kind of weird. I must have had really weird jobs, but I can't remember them now. So I have this story that I've created um, about an alternate world. It's about like fear, corruption and power. And I don't know what form I'll use to tell it. So if you weren't a performance artist, how would you tell your stories? Well, that's a really good question. Um, well, form is something that I mess around with quite a lot. Although my work always has a live element at the end, I always choose the form of something dependent on the subject matter. So for example, I was asked to write a show recently about cancer, the disease cancer, and I just, knew that if I made something that was really sombre about that, like a play that was really sad or a piece of writing that was really sad, it would kind of be the worst thing that I would ever written because it would just be so obvious. So I decided to make a musical about it because I think that's like the opposite of what you expect. So I tend to choose the form from the subject matter. So if I didn't have live performance, I'd probably always still want to write, so I'd probably write books. I reckon, because I really love language. It's very important to me. Film, I, I'm sort of interested in, but maybe later. But yeah, book. Cool. My mum, dad, stepmom, grandpa and grandma were all in theatre and that inspired me. What inspired you as a kid? Hmm. I don't remember being that inspired. Which is bad, isn't it? 
Do you know what? What inspired me was probably get, wanting to get out of where I lived. Like, I didn't live in a terrible, terrible place like some children do in the world, but I lived in a place where opportunity wasn't very common. So lots of people would just be out of work like their parents were out of work. So I think what inspired me was seeing people staying in the place and wanting to really not have that happen. And I think my mum was really inspiring in that because she was a single mum and very, very fierce and kind of protective. And I think that she helped me fight, be a fighter, and therefore I fought my way of getting myself out of that place. So probably my mum and also the the place where I grew up probably inspired me to do something. I saw a lot of people doing nothing, and I think that makes you want to do something. <laughs> um, at school, we had to write a story, and on my way to school, I saw a man walking along, shaving with a shaver. Um, An electric one, or just like a... Just like, I, I don't know, but it was really odd. Um, so I decided to write a story about him. Um, I was wondering where you get your inspiration from. That's a really cool thing. When you see something and it makes you think, that's very bizarre. I wonder what the story behind that is. What, does, what, did you, what was the last part of the question? I was busy thinking about the man shaving. <laughs> um, where do I get my where inspiration? Where do you get your inspiration? I think mostly I get it from getting very angry. So I'll, I often find that I write best when I have something to rally against or kind of force myself to have to understand. So I made a piece of work, one of my favourite pieces of work about poverty, children living in poverty. And I think that if you read something and somebody feels something and they've written it because they felt so angry or they felt so much love for something, you can feel it from what they write. If someone doesn't really care about what they're writing about, I think you can feel that too. If it's just boring and they don't care. So I think I'd read a lot. I did, I'm not very academic. So I, don't, I wasn't very good at school, um, but I, I forced myself to read so I understood the world that I thought maybe I was a bit too dumb to understand. Do you see what I mean? So I forced myself to understand it. And so I read all the time. I have this thing on my laptop where I keep everything. And if I just want, if I'm feeling like I'm lacking inspiration, I'll quickly read something about Syria and then I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember why I'm doing this and what, you know. So I make myself mad, which probably isn't very good for my health. That's probably why I've got a bad back. <laughs> um, so do you kind of get it from, say, reading newspaper articles? Yeah, I think so. Real life. Yeah, okay. Much more than kind of fiction. I don't really read fiction. Okay. Which is probably silly of me. Hello. Who was your best friend when, our, when you were our age and who did they turn out to be? How old are you now? 11, 12. All of you about the same was my best friend you know I'm a loner I don't even think I have a best friend now all my friends were like my best friend is so-and-so and I was always like cool but I don't really I don't really remember having a best friend is that really sad I'm quite a I'm quite a loner but, but that's bad you know sometimes I bottle everything inside and don't say anything to anybody right now and probably forever now is my is my soon to be my husband we goof around a lot and I'd say he's my best friend, like I tell him everything. So no one when I was a kid and now a boy. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, did you ever get a chance or be offered to do something and then you turned it down and you regretted it later? No, but I think there's probably... No, because I think I say yes to most things. But um, there's probably times where I wish I'd said something or done something that I, that I regretted later. A couple of times I've read stuff about myself in the newspaper that I felt was really inaccurate and I haven't said anything about it because it felt like they were so big and I was so small that it would be it would look really petty there's a bird in your building is that normal we've tempted it in who man um yeah so like uh, there's been a few times where I've maybe in my past where I felt like machines were bigger than me so like a paper or an organization of some kind and I've been a bit like I, sh I probably couldn't ever survive if I went head to head with that person that's kind of the activist in me I guess like you know like a company or corporation I felt was doing something wrong you feel powerless in that way but then I realized that that's not true you can the little person can often beat the big person because they're smarter or because they're more uh, more of a human being. Um, so there's probably times where I've wished in my past, before I learned how to be an activist, um, that, I, that I wish I'd stood up for my rights or other people's rights, probably more importantly, when I didn't. So that's not the same, but it's something like the same regret. Ha have you ever hey. acted against one of those? Say something you've read or... All my work probably comes from a place where I'm rallying against something that is corporate or capitalist. Does that make sense? Like more than a hu another human being. I don't find it as interesting to sort of disagree with someone's opinion and then have to sort of fight with them because I think everybody's allowed their opinion even if, it's, if you think it's the worst. Um, so, yes, I'm co constantly fighting against the powers that take away our human rights or the powers that destroy the planet, I guess. So, personally, the <coughs> for me, the worst way to die would be to be buried alive. Oh, my God. Would you rather... <laughs> I love would you rather questions. <laughs> would you rather have a long life yet die by being buried alive or have a short life and die peacefully in your sleep? Oh, long life. I think drowning in boiling poison is worse than being buried so alive. What if that was the way that Like you my died? worst death? Yeah. Um, no, long life. Come on. There's, I, I don't personally believe there's anything after death. So a short life would be a disappointment. Whereas, if, if, how long is it going to take for me to die? Like days? Short day, a short life, you die at 40. Oh, that, that's not short. That's quite long, isn't it? That's soon for me, though, actually. No, long life. Long life, horrible death, please. Does that, now, does that stick? <laughs> Why, what, what would you all say? Short life. It'd be three days and you'd be suffering and you would know that it's inevitable. For a short life. <laughs> yeah, because you'd suffocate. Do you yeah. know what I'd do? I'd take a sneaky little, um, like, pill that just instantly killed me. But you'd have a plan. You don't... Oh, right. Yeah, like a suicide pill. But they, they strip you before... Sorry, carry on. This, that one was obviously going to cause a lot of debate. <laughs> I have a teacher who's very hard to make conversation with. 
he's got a very odd sense of humour. <laughs> um, yeah. And that kind of thing. So, you know, it's very hard to make him laugh. I finally did it the other week, which was very good. Um, how do you deal with difficult people? So you connect with people through making them laugh. See, I think yeah, I, pro- I probably do the same. Like, and if someone doesn't really laugh at your jokes and you've tried two or three times, I'm the sort of person to be like, it's obvious we're not going to get along, I'm over it. And mm. I just wouldn't talk to them again. Okay. <laughs> it's too sh- life's too short, especially if you're going to have to die at 40. <laughs> if you're an animal other than a homo sapien, what would it be? Oh, man, we talk about this all the time in my family. Changes. I'm really into birds. I've always been really into birds. Birds and flowers were my thing when I was growing up. A cormorant, I would be. Um, I don't know if you have them here, but I think I've seen them. They're diving birds. They're just really slick and kind of like shiny. They're really agile. They're just cool. I like them. I want to be one of those. Or... Or if you couldn't keep your human intelligence, what animal would you be? Oh, okay. Well, that's different. A dolphin. Because they're very smart, aren't they? Although pigs apparently are very also very smart. But pig... Dolphin's cooler. Pig's a bit... Well, <coughs> I'm not going to be mean about the pig, but... Someone might eat me. Yeah. I hate school. I fear that'll take over my life. People keep telling me it's helpful. Did you hate school? No, I loved school. It was like my solace, really. Um, I was naughty in school, very naughty. Probably not in primary school, which is probably the age that you guys still are. Are you at secondary school yet? Secondary school, maybe secondary school. Big school. Um, It's what we call it, big school. Um, Primary school... I liked it. I didn't mind. I like learning. I, I do like it. I'm, I'm not hugely, you know, like talented, but I did like the act of learning. I would like to absorb information. Um, secondary school, I was very naughty. I got chucked out quite a lot. But I did not like it. I think I just didn't like life, you know? And you know, like generally, I hated everything. <laughs> And do you really think it's helpful? Mm, it, when I have my kids, I don't know if I'll send them to normal school. Like, I don't know if it's in the current format that it is that helpful. Like, I'm thinking of, like, secondary school where you have all the exams and you have to fit in all the rules of all the people because some people are great at that and other people really aren't. They don't fit in those rules. They don't fit in those systems or they don't cope well with that structure. So it could be more helpful is maybe what I think. And what kind of student were you? Like, were you okay student or...? No, I was very naughty. I would hang around with a group of girls that were goths, but you probably don't know what that is, maybe. It's like black hair, kind of chains, lots of makeup. And the rest of the people in our school were quite not like that. It was kind of, we were kind of weird, alternative kind of crowd. And we we were like, we used to say that we used to just, we were bully stoppers. That's what we used to say. Like if anyone was getting any grief, that, that we would be the girls that would you wouldn't want to mess with. Which I really like that. Like I'm really proud of that. But like... 
I was probably a teacher's worst nightmare. I had a skinhead for quite a while. So like no hair with big boots and kind of, I was very a very angry teen. <laughs> right. but, but, um, but I was also not a bully and wasn't interested in kind of that structure, which is how that school kind of operated. So like if someone bullied you, what would you do? There was no way that I would ever get bullied, I don't think, because I was very loud and very aggressive. <laughs> so you see, I'm the same as I am now, really. What things did you do better as a kid? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? I probably played more. You know, like, and that's not, I don't mean that in like, oh, because that's all that kids do is play, but was more playful. And I think, if you're more playful, you discover more opportunities that maybe you wouldn't discover if you were just going down the same old path all the time. Because I can remember the feeling of discovery a lot more when I was a child. So I try to remember that, especially when I was working with my niece last year, or well, two years, I, for two years I worked with my niece and she was nine, 10 and 11 during that time. And having a kid sitting next to you every time you made a decision, telling you how to make that decision, which was essentially what she did, was very good. Because it reminded me, oh, you make decisions not based on all these layers of things that you've been told, like when you're at school and they t teach you all these things, or things that you've got scared about so you don't want to do them anymore. The kid's just t telling you, why wouldn't you do it like that? And you're like, oh, because I got scared once and I didn't do it like that again. Maybe I should try it again. So I probably was more open, and I wish I was more open now. Okay, so what do you want to be when you grow up? Okay, so probably... I was talking to my dad about this the other day because we went around the botanical gardens, and I was thinking if I wasn't an artist, I'd be a botanist. So something to do with botany, potentially... One of the earth sciences anyway. But I wasn't very good at science at school, so. But when I grow up, I'm gonna be a botanist. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. What should I make my next piece of art about? Me. You have to like say the thing and then you have to like pitch it. Gender stereotypes. Okay, carry on. Yeah. Um. Uh, I find lots in the shops. You've got very gendered, you know, girls, pink, boys, mm. blue, um, which limits our choices quite a lot. Yeah. Um, which I feel is quite a big problem in the world. Me too. Cool. I think that's a good idea. I've made, I made a show about girls and about, the, like, the, um, the way we treat girls, and I'm just about to make a show about boys, so you'll be, you'll be happy. Why, why about you? So, the, uh, the future, roles of children and adults have been swapped. Okay. And as soon as you turn 18, you're shipped into a small box where you're kept there for the rest of your life until you die. Yeah. So, and it's basically how children are then, what children are then like and what adults are then like. That should be what I write it about. I reckon you should write that. <laughs>